Hey there. Welcome to the Living Fear Free Podcast. I'm Dee Price, your host, and this is episode 21 of 30. So we've been going verse by verse through Psalm 91, and we made it through the first eight verses so far. Psalm 91 begins with a promise that whoever dwells in the secret place, that place where Almighty God hides those who trust Him, they abide under His shadow. We do this by saying what is written in verse 3 and 4. From that point, someone else begins speaking and assuring us of God's protection. I believe it's the Lord Jesus or the Spirit of God speaking through Moses, but that's my personal opinion. In any event, he's assuring us that God shall surely deliver you from the snares or traps set by Satan, the one whose only goal is to harm you in whatever way he can, and we give him a foothold in our lives when we entertain fear in any shape or form. We learned in a previous episode that because we dwell in the secret place, that verse 5 says, You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. And then he goes on to tell you why you shall not be afraid. Because even though a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, these things, these plagues, these arrows, this pestilence and destruction shall not come near you. It shall not touch you. Verse 8 says, Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. But why won't it touch you? The writer says, Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. That's why I won't be afraid, because no evil shall befall me, nor shall any plague come near my dwelling. It won't even come near me. Why? Because I dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. It's not coming near me because I'm where he is. I am hidden in him. It won't come near me because verse 11 says, For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. God has commanded his angels to protect you and I. We spoke in an earlier podcast about the fact that we are all assigned an angel when we come into the earth. And he has commanded your angel to protect you. Remember Psalm 103.20 says that angels hearken to the voice of God's word. Angels listen to the words that come out of our mouths. They listen for the word of God. And you can tie your angel's hands with your words. Let's take a look at Daniel 10. Verse 7 says, And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. So he had been seeking God for some answers about a prophecy that he's thinking, okay, this thing should be coming to pass. And he decided to fast for three weeks. He ate no pleasant food. He drank no wine. And in verse seven, he says, and I, Daniel alone saw a vision. So he saw a vision for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore, I was left alone when I saw this great vision and no strength remained in me for my vigor was turned to frailty in me and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words. And while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face with my face to the ground. Suddenly a hand touched me which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. 
And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While he was still speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, Here's the part. Do not fear, Daniel, for from the very first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. Did you hear that? He said, For from the very first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. He prayed. He prayed. He was seeking God. And from the very first day that he set out to see God, God sent the angel. And he said, I have come because of your words. God said in Jeremiah 33, call to me and I will answer you and show you mighty things which you do not know. Are you calling and asking him to show you things to come? Most of God's people aren't, but that's for another time. My point is that angels hearken to the words we speak and either we speak words that release them to bring God's word to pass in our lives or we tie their hands and we release those under the influence of darkness to bring to pass the words that we speak. Either way, you and I are in control of what we say and what we see come to pass in our lives. If you don't want fear in your life, you have to start by saying what God has already said. Verse 13 says, you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample underneath your feet or underfoot. You've been given authority to tread upon and trample demonic activity in your life with your feet. The same feet that the angels have borne you up so that you don't hurt them on the snares and traps set by the enemy. This all works together. Psalm 34, 7 says, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Your angels encircle you. They encamp all around you. They encamp around those who fear the Lord, who walk in the fear of the Lord and deliver them. How do we walk in the fear of the Lord? By magnifying and giving more credence to what he has said than what we say, rather than what we see with our eyes and say, the things that are against what he says. In Psalm 57, 1, David said, Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. See, Saul was continually trying to kill David. Saul was jealous of him. Yet over and over again, God delivered David. He called David a man after his own heart. Why? Because David was a worshiper. David was not ashamed to call on God as his deliverer. This is the same David who saw a woman he wanted and ignored the fact that she was another man's wife. He took her got her pregnant, then had her husband killed. God removed his sin as far as the east is from the west. He wiped David's slate clean, and he never failed to deliver David from trouble because David made God his refuge. David was always in a battle. It was the reason that he provided the money to build God's temple, but he had his son Solomon build the temple to the Lord. Solomon, the one whose hands had not shed the blood that David had shed. Psalm 46, 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, 
a very present help in trouble. David said in 2 Samuel 22, 3, The God of my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior, you save me from violence. God is your strength. He is your shield. He has given you salvation. He is your stronghold. He is your refuge. He is your Savior. And he makes certain that you are saved from the violence and traps set forth by the enemy. But you have to appropriate these things with the words of your mouth. You can't just leave these things to chance. If you don't say it, you don't get it, even though it's been bought and paid for by the Lord Jesus. Okay, the Lord has given us a lot to chew on today. So meditate on the things that he's spoken through me. Use your imagination to see yourself protected wherever you go. Don't receive the fear that is wanting to grab you with your whole heart. You've been delivered. Remember the verse of scripture from Psalm 107, verses 1 and 2 that I read in a previous podcast? Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You are the redeemed, and you have to say so. You have to say what you've been redeemed from. Until next time, this is Dee Price reminding you that you have a blood-bought right to live fear-free. Bye.